It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. And gentlemen, we were about to start the podcast. And then there's just many Maryland athletics things going on on social media. We just had a women's basketball buzzer beater. Stefan Diggs, touchdown. So I'm going to allow you guys to start the podcast with whatever you'd like to talk about because I have to tweet Stefan Diggs' touchdown here. So I've got to go watch that. So we're just going to do some – I'm doing live work. So Banks, start off. Whatever you whatever you want to jump into, it, the world is either of your oysters. We want to talk about RDT and the Dozen. We can talk about the Ravens. We can talk about whatever – we can talk about Maryland basketball, whatever you guys want. But I have – we are just – we have just started on the, on the path here because we got to get this going. There's all kinds of things I would love to talk about, but most of them really involve you. I mean, things that you're into and it's, it's the footy right now for me, but um, we can put a pin in that because I got some thoughts and we can circle back in, a, in one of our later segments. So I guess we'll dive right into uh, the dozen. I mean, Eric, Eric is just back from Boston. He seems gassed. He seems like a shell of a man, to be honest. <laughs> is that an accurate description? Yeah, I am exhausted. I am as you know, my my flight anxiety is not great. And then when it got my when my flight got delayed two and a half hours last night, and then a lady threw up, not on our plane, coming off the plane from Rochester at the terminal next to us. What do they call like the little taxi with the the walkway or whatever from the the plane to the thing? Lady just puked inside of there, and then people coming off going, "Yeah, it was a rough one." So as I saw that. As I had to wait to get on my plane was like fantastic. And Not like any on. any planes flew into any power lines or anything in the days. Yeah, yeah that, that didn't happen, you know, 20, 12 hours before or 24 hours before I had to, you know, I had to to get on a plane, you know, is whatever. But, you know, it didn't knock out half the power to Montgomery County. Um, no, I mean, Boston was great. It was awesome. It was very, very fun. Um, if you haven't watched our match that came out to Wednesday night, watch that. The championship was tonight. I haven't I haven't watched it yet. I saw bits and pieces of it there, um, but everything about it was awesome. The the live event was great. We have to get one in Baltimore. We have like if we get a crab cup or something, that would be it would be awesome. Like it would it would be very cool. So um, I've, I was pushing. I was talking to Jeff about that, pushing for stuff like that. But yeah, the dozen was great. Um, it was a lot, a lot of fun. I'm just, I'm just exhausted this morning or this morning. I was dead last night. I was tired and all day just dragging. So I cannot wait for the weekend where I can kind of unwind a little bit and, and yeah, yeah. it's kind of chill, so, but yeah, Bo- Boston was fun, a little cold, but where would we have it in Baltimore? What, like, what I, was thinking. Good, I was, I was thinking about that as you were talking, uh, maybe soundstage. I, I thought about is that. Is that too small? Is it too um, awkward? In Boston, shaped? is it House of Blues? That might be too small. It it might be too. I don't know if it has the right like seating arrangement for it either. So House of Blues holds like twenty two hundred people. Um, there's like there's surrounding decks. So like there's a balcony that hangs down. There's decks on the side. There's seating in front. So I I don't remember. I, I mean it's a, and again it's like a big. <clears throat> it's a tall arena. So like. I don't I don't know if Soundstage I don't know if they could do it, but you know, I'm sure there there's has to be some other, theater. Has there's to be some, some other things in the that area of the city. I can't yeah. I can't rack my brain for it, it right now. But it, it would um, be really cool. Yeah. I think that also gives me the opportunity to at least say, Hey, hey, like sorry we're a day late on this podcast or so. Like we usually don't record Thursday oh. and pop it on there Thursday night or Friday morning, but um some travel issues, Eric's out of town. Taylor and I both have busy weeks, so um, 
you're getting the podcast now. So yeah, it was the, it was rough because again, I flew out. I flew out Monday night. I had to work Monday. Flew out Monday night. Tuesday night was a dozen, and then where we could could squeeze anything in. So my apologies to the listeners. No, I think we, I think we've done one other Thursday, if I remember correctly. I think this is our second Thursday, other than instant analysis on Thursday night football. Yeah, I think we did think we one did other Thursday, Thursday and dropped the Friday. Too. Based, I think it was based on my schedule one time, with just not having a night, a free night to do it. So that sounds right. But... Cool for you to get that experience, though. I mean that that's uh, that's yeah. awesome. It 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 again. It was really neat just being there with 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 the big dogs. Like they, I mean, you know, anytime you're around Dave is always really cool. Um. Nick and KB are like the funniest people in the world. We went out to a bar afterwards. It's like me, my buddies, <clears throat> my buddies who came up, me, them, Nick, KB, Hank, Clem, Eddie, and just like took over this bar. And it was it was a lot of fun. It was funny, too, because like, again, we you know, I don't go out too often, but it's Tuesday night. It's 1130 and we're at this bar and there is one bartender and the place is slammed because it's all of us from the dozen. And I look at Clem and I go, it's kind of wild that they only have one bartender on. And Clem goes, I know on a Saturday night, right? And he was dead serious. I was like, dude, it's Tuesday. And he's like, oh my God, you're right. It is Tuesday. Like, why are we out right now? <laughs> so, so that's what happens when you bring, you know, you can't bring these old dogs out. But yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Again, go ahead and watch it. Um, some awesome matches, really, really fun matches. So uh, the, the crowd was great. The The environment was awesome. We were we were the villains. We got booed to high hell, but I think we handled ourselves uh, pretty pretty strongly. So, go give it a watch and chime in chime in after the fact uh, after you see what happens. Um, I'm now finished. I'm now finished. Congratulations! Timing. We've Thank got you. a ton of sports this weekend. Yes, Let's we start do. with that. This is just all Let's the sports. It. Yeah. So where would you like? To, I mean, where do we just start? Well, let's start. I'll just I'll run the schedule, and you guys can. Um, obviously Thursday night football tonight. There's more World Cup group stage games tomorrow, which I don't know if if people aren't World Cup guys. Me and Banks, huge World Cup guys. The simultaneous group finales have been sensational for the last three days. Just sensational entertainment with the two games going on at the same time. Um, there's more drama to come tomorrow. Correct. Sat up. Uh, Terps and Illinois in a game that is the biggest Maryland home game with fans in since the Michigan State College Game Day game, probably, um, or the Michigan game that clinched the Big Ten title right after that um, in terms of buzz. Obviously, then you had the COVID year, and then last year was, was a down year. So you have that at 9 o'clock in Xfinity tomorrow if you're a local fan. I think that's something you have to watch. You also have the Pac-12 championship game if you're bar watching. A lot of things going on. Then at 10 a.m. Saturday morning, you have USA Netherlands in what I think is going to be one of the great unexpected. I mean, conference championship Saturday is always a fantastic sports day, but um, with the World Cup involved where you have the U.S. play at 10 a.m. rolling into the Big 12 championship game, then you have Argentina at 2 o'clock, so you have Messi. You have all the, you know, you have all the SEC at whatever it is, four, four thirty, Big Ten at eight. You have ACC, which doesn't really matter at all, but is going to be on. Um, you have that, and then you have the NFL on Sunday with more World Cup games. Incredible, incredible weekend. Incredible. I, I'm trying to think if I'm missing it. Is there like a UFC on? There's probably like a UFC or something on Saturday night too that yeah, I just there's, there's got to be something else like that. There's always something going on. Yeah, there's a yeah. But in as you said, Banks, an incredible, incredible um, weekend of sports. And, uh, other than you know all of the NBA that will be on and all of the NHL that like 
all of the college basketball that will be on throughout Saturday and Sunday. Um, insane. Great day to be a great, great weekend to be at a bar. There was a yeah, UFC fight at 10 p.m. that night. It, it, I mean, it's just it's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, oh, yeah, Tyson, it's a, it's Fury, a, Tyson Fury boxes too. That's right, Tyson Fury's fighting as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Well, it's not the like. I mean, you could you could just. I think half the country is going to be out at a bar at 10 a.m. on Saturday, and it's just going to roll. Just keep rolling. It's going to be a hell of a day. I'm interested to see what the viewership number ends up being for the USA Netherlands games. It's on at a really, if that game is on at two, I think it's like 30 million. It's on at 10 a.m., which is tough, but very tough for the West Coast, obviously. But I think it's going to be a huge number. I think it's going to be a huge number. I think PFT or Big Cat, one of them was saying, I'll pardon my take, how like the game on Tuesday, was it Tuesday? Yeah, the game on Tuesday, they were like, it. they were like, it was good to have that feeling back of like, Everyone on Twitter is watching the same thing and rooting for the same team. And he said he said it was the first time that he could remember something like that since like the Oshi, like that Russia USA um, Olympic game where just yeah. like everyone is up and involved and like pulling for the same, you know, for the same, 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 same result and all that. So, yeah, I mean, Saturday, Saturday is going to be nuts. Like you said, like, I, I, I think it's kind of a perfect time. I mean. It's, it, I mean, it's it's definitely it's going to set the tone for the rest of the day for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I, and maybe it is better because it's not during the college football, so people don't have to choose. You just fully mm-hmm. focus on the USA game. I mean, for the East Coast, it's great. East, it's amazing. You wake up, you roll to wherever you need to go, you stay at home, do whatever you need to do. Perfect. It's so perfect. It's going to be electric. I cannot wait to be at a bar. I'm going to be, I mean, the kid is going to be two sheets to the wind by about <laughs> 1 o'clock. No matter the result, the U.S. is winning. Bah, bah, bah. If the U.S. loses, bah, 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 bah. instant analysis. Uh, not on Saturday, <laughs> but <laughs> we can just meet us down on Cross Street somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. RDT, come down, come down on Saturday. I may, I may have to. Oh, that would be an appearance, an unexpected appearance. Depends on how much love. sleep I get Friday, because again, I may just, I may just lounge on a couch all weekend. Yeah, you're dead. If it's, it almost feels like. Like, you know, this is a Ravens show, so we're going to preview the Ravens game. But this Ravens game is such an afterthought for the rest of the things going on during the weekend. It's not it's one of the worst games of the NFL Sunday. So, I mean, it's so it's horrible a decent, game. decent slate, I think, too. I know. I know we haven't done our slate watch in a couple of weeks. We did that uh, maybe five or six weeks ago where we went down the slate of games going like one by one. But I think there's some decent. I know Titans Eagles. Um I know what is it, Colts Cowboys? I think on Sunday night. But Steelers Falcons Browns Ravens Packers Bears Jags Lions. Maybe I'm wrong. Browns Texans Jets Vikings could be sneaky good. Commanders Giants Seahawks Rams Dolphins forty. Ooh, Dolphins forty niners. That's gonna be fun. Chiefs Bengals. Okay. Chargers Raiders. Yeah, decent. I think there are some decent games. Early early ones are kind of some stinkers, but everything else is all right. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. And then uh, if you're I mean, if you really want to have a weekend, you're at the tailgate seeing two friends before the Ravens game as well. Just a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of things to do. Let's let's jump into it. Ravens um, back after, you know, all the consternation from Sunday. We were frustrated. All of the Ravens fans are frustrated and they welcome a 
fan base that you could argue is maybe the most frustrated in the league, the Broncos fan base. I think if you're a Broncos fan coming into the year, you probably would have said, well, we've got the quarterback and we've got these young receivers and there's pieces and they are terrible. Um, three and eight, they're one and five on the road. Ravens are favored by eight and a half, at least in the line I'm looking at here over under 39 and a half. Um, Russell Wilson has eight passing touchdowns. Uh, it's week 13. Did, did you see that there's a guy who is keeping track? He's doing a TikTok and he's like, I'm, I'll, I'm going to keep threading this until Russell Wilson has more touchdown passes than um, bathrooms in his house. Remember, that was like a big thing. Like, oh, <laughs> really? his, his house has like 12 bathrooms. And I, I think it's still accurate that Carson Wentz has more touchdown passes than than um, Russell Wilson. Which is just incredible. That is that is incredible. That is incredible. He hasn't played since like week f- four or five or something like that. So Joe Flacco yeah, they, might be up there too. Yeah, maybe. He's I mean, yeah, he he had some. But uh, I know, I mean, again, they 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 yeah, they have to lead the league in frustrations from the fans. Cause like you said, I mean, they were a Super Bowl. I think they they were a Super Bowl kind of or bust team coming into the year. Like you said, like the we knew the defense was good. And you're like, oh, this offense, like, kind of, they got their quarterback. They signed into a long-term deal. They had a coach who you thought, like, all right, yeah, this guy Hackett, he he seems like he's, you know, knows what he's doing. Uh, it was very clear, very, very soon into the season that he did not know what he was doing, and and it, it just it never got off the ground for the Broncos, and they just, I mean, every way that they that they that they could fail, they have. I mean, they they're just they're awful. Their offense stinks. You know, now their defense is still very, very good, but the the offense just cannot do anything. I think they're, I mean, they're averaging 14 points a game. That's, that's insane. That's, that's ridiculous. So they are, I think a lot of people had this game circled, I think coming into the year being like, this is going to be, it's a late, you know, early December. Um, This is, could, this could be for, you know, the bye or something like that in the AFC, you know, with these two teams. And now it's like, well, you know, I mean, hell, the, the the Broncos, they may be better off resting, uh, resting Russell. So, yeah, this was a game when the schedule came out. Well, first, when the, the year ends last year, disastrous year, and you find yourself looking at the standings and we actually were last in the division, even though like we went from eight, three to eight, nine, eight, nine was bad, but was good enough for worse in the division. Anyways, you get the scheduling matchups for that. You know, you're, you play all the other worst place teams in the league and the Broncos, you look at that and you're like, Oh, the Broncos. I can't hear him. We can't hear him. The mic is, yeah, the mic seems to have gone out. The mic seems to be, Oh, Oh, it's back. It's back. What the hell? Yeah. What what a show this is. Where did it lose me? Pretty Um, much that whole sentence. Yeah. Pretty much that whole sentence. Try to make a shorter version of it after um, the the last play schedule, and then it just went. Yeah, you get the yeah. last play schedule, and you you look at okay, we're gonna play a, a handful of weak teams in these other divisions, and then you you kind of you know put your finger down the list and you see who else is last place in the standings, and the Broncos are one of those teams, and then you watch them have the off season that they have, and you're like, ah shit, that 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 easy game isn't so easy now when the yep. schedule comes out and the schedule comes out and you're like, okay, well, okay. There's, there's a challenge in the back half of the schedule. Cause we knew that the back half of the schedule was going to be a little bit weak. Um, and it turns out that this is the game we thought it was or <laughs> not that we thought it was whichever way you think about it. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they, they were bad last year. Um, and 
you talked about Nathaniel Hackett RDT. Rarely at this point do you get the one year and out. This feels like a one year and out for him. Maybe he gets the second year. Also, Josh McDaniels may do that twice, by the yeah. way. He may, he may go one yeah. year and out twice. Maybe he went two years now last time with Denver. The, um, he may go one year and out as well. The Cam Cameron. The uh, the Was it Steve Wilkes? Um, yeah, What's his Steve Wilkes, went, yes. Went one and out um, in San Francisco. Oh, Tom Sula. Tom Sula. Yep. I forgot about Tom Sula. Wow, I forgot about that he existed. He's a guy that was a thing. Um, <laughs> Tom Sula. But yeah, they they're, they're don't do it. And we I feel like we've said a, a, for a few weeks, get right game, get right game, get right game. Is this finally going to be the get right game? I and mean, we could talk about what's now happened during the week in real time during the incident analysis. So we touched on that. We've had this entire Greg Roman play calling thing where John Harbaugh came and said, well, Greg Roman said, you know, it was on him to get the plays in quicker. They didn't get him in. And Greg Roman said today there were some like technical difficulties. We also have Greg Roman apparently deep in the weeds with Stanford to be their new head coach. David Shaw resigned from there after a very good tenure. They haven't been good for a while, but he was very good there. They won like three Pac-12 titles. Mm-hmm. Um, so Roman could theoretically be gone next week. I mean, he could be out of here. Um, so that throws an entire wrench into the equation. I'm sure that would make a lot of Ravens fans happy. Um, and honestly potentially make a hard decision that the organization was going to have to make very, very easy if he just leaves on his own accord. But you also don't want your offensive coordinator leaving in the middle of the year. Um, That is a a, a bit of uncertainty and instability that I'm sure the Ravens, who are a a team of stability, maybe don't want. So that's kind of – yeah, have done it before. Have done it before. Successfully. Yeah. Yeah. but overall, that it's it, in that way, it's kind of a it's kind of been an, a weird week because all of the conversation is centered around Greg Roman in every single way. How the offense has been a little down, this play calling fiasco, and now the Stanford rumors. He is the center of every piece of news relevant to the Ravens right now. It's very possible that this is a um, internal, respectful, like, hey, you should put some feelers out because this probably is the end of the road here. You know, like possible. It's it's totally possible that the positions open over there at Stanford and Roman reached out first. I mean, it's possible. Who knows? Um, and it, and I was surprised to see that rumor came out, and then it may have been during practice, may have been before practice. But John Harbaugh comes out in his presser after the practice, and somebody asked him about it, and he just very easily and quickly opened up and said, "Yeah, like." He's being considered and, you know, and you say we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But usually like there's a runaround there, you know, and I guess that is to some degree a runaround, but to straight up acknowledge like, oh, he's considering this job right now. Like that's not normal. I would say. I would agree. Normally you would either leave that for Roman to comment on unless they want all messaging to come from Harbaugh, which is possible. Roman also then talked. Um, said he was fully focused on the Ravens, blah, blah, blah. Um, the, the thing you would normally say. I would agree. It was interesting that Harbaugh straight up confirmed it as opposed to, you know. The, the beat around the bush? Because Harbaugh, uh, I mean, Harbaugh gonna, does that with gonna, everything. Not going to comment on ne- negotiations. We know that Greg is fully focused. Knowing that Greg would say, I'm fully focused, regardless, regardless. 
And what makes that interesting is maybe that does mean they're pretty far down the road. I mean, we're extrapolating with no information here. So be that as it may, but, you know, just to set it up for the fact that it's a big possibility, you know, and he's a guy that Stanford wants. And, you know, I think Roman, you know, the, all his offensive philosophies worked in college before it's a Stanford's a really good job for a lot of different reasons. And, you know, it gives him a nice out from the Ravens and he can always come back and be an offensive coordinator. It doesn't work at Stanford. So, um, it would be interesting to then see who would be the offensive play caller for the Ravens moving forward. That would be the most fascinating part. I don't know if there's like a, to be honest, I haven't delved, I haven't delved into the coaching staff enough to. There is Hayward Bay. <laughs> that would be awesome. On staff. Awesome. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if that happens, who that would be, but there's definitely not, because if there was like an heir apparent, every Ravens fan in the world would have been talking about it as we've, you know, had all these, the consternation with, with Roman and you don't hear the, like, give the reins to this guy, give the reins to this guy. So that's kind of where the Ravens are at this point. Um, but yeah, this could, I mean, this could theoretically be Greg Roman's last game on the sideline as a, as a, as the Raven or in the sideline in the booth as the Ravens offensive coordinator, which would be a heck of a development. Some folks are talking about it. Like it's already a done deal or something. Every report about it has been, um, simply that there's been contact made and preliminary discussions. So, like, I think that this is going to play itself out maybe down the road. I mean, I, I don't know that it's going to be all that soon. But um, there's interesting conversation, though, delving a little bit more into, you know, the Ravens and Greg Roman and that press conference that he had. I think it was today. Um, he kind of went into a little bit of a monologue about the play clock and controlling the clock and ball possession, which is something that I've preached and been supportive of, you know, in this Lamar Jackson, Greg Roman era, the idea that um, these 15 play like 80 yard, eight minute drives where you just shove it down their throat and, um, and, ideally punch it in which is the issue at hand um that's all well and good and he made this it was an interesting case at least where he was saying okay if we bleed four or five seconds on a play clock on every play throughout the game and you know a game typically has around 70 plays for each side in a football game that's four or five minutes of ball control just like four or five seconds per play 70 plays that's four or five minutes that the other team can't score and i've thought a lot about that especially in 2019 when we just ball dominated everybody um but it didn't really it doesn't really strike the right chord when you spend those four or five minutes frantically trying to figure out what the fuck you're doing as opposed to getting to the line getting set up and you're just kind of like reading the defense you know calling audibles um making adjustments at the line of scrimmage and being in total control of what you're doing out there it sounds more like an excuse or like a roundabout way to kind of say like, Hey, here's a, um, here's a byproduct of this unintended thing that we do, which is to be disorganized at all times. It seems like, um, so I don't know. Um, I just want to see them just know what the fuck they're doing out there. And I think that's what everybody wants to see. I mean, we're just all sick of, especially in the red zone, these, these, scenarios where they get the line of scrimmage and um 
Ricard is sprinting, you know, in motion. It looks like earlier than he's supposed to be. Like it all looks very rushed and uncontrolled. Um, at the very least, that's something that I, a game within a game I want to see on Sunday is just, just a little more just, I don't even know, like have it the fuck togetherness. Hmm. Would be nice to see a, a clean performance. Sure. Like not in the sense of like the normal things you would call clean, like penalties and turnovers, almost just like an assured performance. The Ravens never seem very assured. Everything is sort of like they're confident and, and they, you know, they play with play like a Raven, blah, 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 blah. But that offense hasn't seemed like assured how, you know, march down the field, touchdown, march down the field, touchdown um, as it has when it's really rolling. So that's maybe how I would put that. But I agree. I mean, that's going to have to see those characteristics at some point if you're going to have, you know, any chance to make any sort of run in the postseason. RDT, what do you, what would you like to see from the Ravens this week? I mean, with Banks, it's like, just just look like you know what you're doing and like look like you know how to run this offense because they do. Like, we've seen Lamar, what he can do with this offense. And he, he, he's literally unanimous MVP. It's like, so I know <clears throat> personnel has changed since then. You know, I, obviously the offense has changed, but it's like the guy, I mean, earlier in the season, I mean, he was playing really good football and, and the last couple of weeks, like you said, it's just, it's sloppy guy. It looks like guys don't know where they are or what they're supposed to be doing. And again, I mean, you can attribute that to some injuries or, you know, newer guys in or guys who are playing, you know, who aren't really supposed to, but again, just like, no, act like, you know, what you're supposed to be doing. And like, again, going out there with a game plan being like, all right, Hey, guess what? We're going to run the, like the second half of that, um, the the Buccaneers game or the and then the Saints game. Hey, we're gonna run the ball. We're we're just gonna go out and run the ball as opposed to some of these other drives where it's like I don't. I, I guess we'll pass and then and then we'll try and figure it out. It's like no no no. Just have something in mind. Go with it and 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 again just execute execute like 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 we've seen them do before. So I I, I think again just kind of just tailing along banks. Just they they have to know what they're doing because because. It's very obvious when they don't, and they they don't play good football when when they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, um, and like we said, you know, Cortland Sutton pretty good on the Broncos side from a receiver perspective. Yeah, yeah it's just a bunch of ad sure. guys. Again. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a bunch sure. of ad guys at least offensively for them. Jerry Judy um, hurt? Is he hurt? Has been has been in and out. Not sure what the status is yeah, for this that, one. Have yeah. not. We'll admit to the listeners have not looked at today's Broncos injury report, so I don't, I don't, you know. Again, their defense. I mean, their defense can can put up a fight against the Ravens, which is which is kind of scary. But I mean, again, the, the, this is not, an, and we've said this before countless times in the last couple of weeks. This is not an offense that I think should scare the Ravens. But we said that too about you know last week, and Zay Jones has just caught another pass. Freaking Zay Jones. Um, predictions for this one. 23-10 Ravens. Jerry Judy Thanks. did not practice today. He's questionable. Just as an FYI. Doc. There you go. Good reporting by you. Thank you. Um twenty four fourteen Ravens. I'm gonna say twenty eight thirteen. I don't know why. I'll just continue to be bullish on a Ravens team that's never convincing. Say they take care of business. 
Get right, game. UCLB. Uh, I have not looked at the announcers. I don't know if you guys have. We'll look at them live. If you guys haven't seen we'll them, do it live. We'll do I believe it. Live. This is, believe this is a CBS game. If it, it it better be. This is a this would be a gross Fox game. Yeah, this would be a bad Fox game. See, that's the thing. Respect the NFC AFC split. I know it doesn't really exist anymore. It is on yeah, CBS. I, I don't ask for much. That's all I. That's all I ask. For. Yeah, it doesn't that's, seem I, hard. I understand there's going to be some crossovers, but it doesn't seem hard. Uh, ba 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 ba. Kevin Harlan and Trent Green, Ooh, Melanie Collins, wow. love that. Wow, I thought we well, might get Catalan two consecutive weeks, but he's <laughs> he's at Steelers Falcons with James Lofton. Spiro Didis and Jay Feely are at Browns Texans. Ian uh, Eagles at Jets Vikings, and Nance and Romo are at Bengals Chiefs, which is a good game. So it's Titans um, Eagles. Titans Eagles is is um um. Fox, I guess. Titan Teasel is a Fox game. Yeah. Yeah. Briefly, um, I'll just throw it to you, RDT. Winter meetings coming up here for the Orioles. What do you expect? I don't know if there's much. I mean, the the, the big thing is going to be the Rule 5 draft, which the Orioles are, you know, they're always involved in that. Um, I don't know if this is a year that, they, that they'll take someone. Because of again where where what they're supposed to do and their expectations and 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 what the roster is going to look like, but um, this is usually the time for Rule Five guys. Um, I think people are going to be looking for some some money to start being spent. The Rays just gave out their biggest uh, free agent deal ever to Zach Eflin. Uh, Eflin, Elflin, Elfin. I think it's Eflin, right? I think so. It's like Trust three years. Three years, forty million. Again, I think that's a contract that I I would have been fine with the Orioles giving out. Um, you know, again, even a guy that that signed earlier this week, Mike Clevenger. I think that was one year, eight million with the with the White Sox. That's another guy that I know a lot of people weren't high on, but I would have been okay with that as a a back end um back end of the rotation guy. So yeah, I just, I think people are gonna start um, and maybe we'll get some trade talks going. Um. I don't know. It just seems like baseball is pretty content with with just going slow and steady right now. I mean, like like we talked about, I think two weeks ago, there is just zero going on. Nothing. Nobody wants to do anything. Yeah, I I I scanned some articles today. You have some like Orioles should make a strong push for Carlos Rodon, some Benintendi stuff out there. But most you know, Bassett, of it is, I, I I they've been mentioned around Bassett a lot the last yeah. couple of days. None of it's a ton of like big big reporting and a lot of it is like oh this is what they should do yeah here's what i think they should do it's not like yeah. here's what here's what i'm hearing it's just like it yeah which again that's just maybe the state of baseball right now nobody's hearing it's anything. just yeah and it's just the state of baseball for the last few years has been that the hot stove is hot is simmers till february like mm-hmm. this 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 be this the signing st- stuff just does not happen in a big wave and the big money guys wait a lot of the time. Like, I, you know, it's also the uh, one year anniversary today of the lockout starting last year on mm-hmm. December 1st. So fun, fun memories. We had some nice lockout discussions on this show back in the day. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see. What, I, I, I think if they've got to find a starting pitcher of some some substance. I think you, you, that is a and then everything else. I'm sure they'll do stuff, but everything you have to beef the rotation up. I don't care how many young mm-hmm. arms you have come through the system. You got to yeah, beef the rotation up a little bit. That's, I mean, that's, that's one, a, I think for me. 
All right, let's go to the starting five draft. Uh, I also want the Orioles to do something just so we can like get excited about an Orioles signing and just like talk about it for ten minutes. Just get nice. Jordan Lyles back, and it hasn't happened in like it hasn't happened in like. Since, I have. Like, to, I mean, Vladdy. what's the last? Yeah, I was gonna say, what's the last Nelson, Orioles signing you got excited? Probably Nelson Cruz. Yeah, that's wild. Um, starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Get your sunglasses. Um, for all of your holiday gifts, banks. And I have a white elephant on Saturday. Maybe you get some fed throws for a white elephant. They're cheap. Maybe. Yeah. Probably fit under that uh, that um, gift limit, gift spending limit that you might have at one of those. So you can order them up, do whatever you need to do, bring them in, and make somebody very happy. 20% off if you use the promo code EXIT52. Okay. Uh, in light of, I guess, the U.S.'s triumph over Iran, um, which, by the way, uh, included this week one of the all-time press conferences. I don't know if you guys read about the Greg Berhalter, Tyler Adams, Iranian press press mm. conference where they were asking them about like why they were still U.S. ships in the Persian Gulf. That was something else. Is that the same one where where the guy told him that he was saying that he that he was pronouncing Iran wrong? Or yeah, it's Iran? I think it's Iran. I yeah. believe. Hopefully, if if our Iranian listeners would like to let us know in the. Uh, can um, email us x32 at gmail podcast at gmail.com with the pronunciation. Um, crazy press conference, but us get it done one nothing. Great moment in American history. So, literally, our draft this week, this could go a variety of different ways. Is our favorite moments in American history or just the best moments in American history? I don't know. This is we're winging sometimes, I wing the picks. We're like literally winging a topic here. Yeah. So I'm going to say we're just kind of making it up as we go. I'm going to say favorite moments in American history. I have the first pick in this draft, which is, I mean, <laughs> setting the tone in this one is an interesting place to be in. Uh, Banks, you have the second pick. RDT, you have the third pick. Good. Uh, I don't uh, want on. any double takes things out. One. I'm ill prepared right now. Um, <laughs> no, this is yeah, this is one you do. You don't want double picks. Uh, okay, I mean you can go, you know, variety of different places to go here. You know, you could we could you know we're a sports show. Do you go sports? Um, you have a, there's a lot of history, um, to go off of. I'm a history major. I'm probably gonna make myself look like an idiot because I don't remember anything that I learned. Um, of our great country, a country that we love, a country that all of us love. Oh, I, I'm between. I'm between a couple. I'm between a couple. I mean, let's. I mean, let's just start off at the beginning. I'm going American Revolution from the top. Fuck them British. That's. I mean, you're just covering like five, six years, but yeah. I mean, that's well. Fun. I mean, yeah, we I have think no I, parameters here, so I'm. I'm, yeah, going, I'm going Revolutionary War. Got I like out of here. Yeah. G Dub. General the boys, the declaration signing. You throw that in there, like sure. That's that's all part of it, I suppose. Yeah, Paul Revere doing his thing. Sure, sure. Paul got a ride. Yeah, big time ride. One of the the, only all time rides. You think Secretariat is a better ride? It's a great question. Yeah. What about Zenyatta? I think I'm gonna go with Paul Revere. What was the you horse's were... name? The horse gets no shine. Yeah, horse no. Gets but that's what I'm pop. saying. Is it really the rider? Is it the horse? Is it the horse or is it the is it the is it the jockey? 
I mean, that's that's the question we're asking. And Revere I is think the this jockey. is the jockey. I think that this is the jockey. But you think Secretary is the horse? Well, Secretary is the horse. But I'm saying the secretary run. You don't think the oh well, of course. Secre- the secretary, the secretary, secretary the letting letting people know what was happening. No, who's on first? And that's then that and there it absolutely is. I, I you know I, I I love Paul though, but you have to give him credit. He 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 him. called it in there. Honestly, we revere him. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Did Bang. his job. Boo! Sure. Um. So yeah, revolution. I, Huge moment. I mean, you have to say none of us are here without that thing. Or we're here, but we're in much different state. State. States. RDT's RDT's doing the dozen in Manchester. <laughs> Thanks. Miracle on ice. Yeah, I almost took that. Just I was between it, that. Just take a miracle yeah. on ice. Yeah. Um I want to mix some sports in and uh, not make it all I mean, nobody wants a history lesson like full on in this thing i don't think but um i mean communist russia democracy america there's just so much more behind it than just like good team versus bad team or like team that was a juggernaut versus you know david goliath type thing there's just a lot of things that go in behind it and uh we weren't supposed to do it we did on u.s soil too which is pretty sweet Great to have it in Lake Placid. On tape delay. Not even the gold medal game either. No, people forget that. People forget that. We defeated Fidland to win the gold medal. Another, what a what a what an another, end lo- another long one for Diggs, by the way. Touchdown? Yeah. Oh, you don't Flag have to pick for a little bit. I'm looking to see what it is. It may be coming back. But like sixty this yards guy, in the air. This guy gives me no time off. Holding, holding Buffalo. All right, you're good. You're good. You're fine. Yeah, phone back down. <laughs> You'd be surprised how much like this is just a normal occurrence at the bar with Taylor. It's just he's just got his phone in his hand, and there's just something going on. And oh, there goes Taylor. Yeah, I go into a hole. I don't listen for a while. It's kind of sad. You can see that. <laughs> Artie, you have two picks here. I'm fascinated to see what you do here. Uh, Osama bin Laden's killing. Nice, good pick. The John Cena. We have what? Is- <laughs> Can I? <laughs> I would say I don't want to take your shot here on the pick. I just need to state that there's never been a better combination of moment and person announcing it, moment it than was, John Cena. Yeah, you could not. I mean, it sounds like a Mad Lib. Like John Cena <laughs> announced Osama bin Laden's <laughs> death on WWE Raw. Like. Yeah. Ultimate on live television. No, it was a it was a pay per view. It was the end of a pay per view, I believe. Was that what it was? Yeah, I believe um, so. it was a Sunday night. Yeah. Also, the Sunday Rock, night. the Rock was the first. We did. He tweeted out it. like an hour before. Yeah, someone Vince knew. Someone knew. Um, but yeah, that that was a pretty galvanizing. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, moment that I think everyone but everybody but Richard Mendenhall, I think, pretty much celebrated that. Do you remember his tweet? No. Uh, no, there was somebody else. Wasn't it like a point guard that also had a Bin Laden? Well, tweet? Terry Terry Rozier had the why? That's why the one I'm it, thinking about. Why? Why wasn't Osama Hooper? He was he tall as hell or something like that. <laughs> but uh, no, Richard Mendenhall. Such, I mean, that is a great. Tweet. Oh, it's perfect. But Richard Mendenhall tweeted out and was like, "I don't know why everyone's celebrating. Like, this is a this is a man. He's a person. He's a father." And everyone was like, "Dude, shut the fuck up! Nah, like, fuck that. <laughs> this, this, that ain't it. This ain't it, fam. There was a lot of this ain't it, fam. Like, I remember that now. 
still time to delete this still you know, like, stuff like that still a little um, rattled from ray lewis just breaking him <laughs> in half a lot of r.i.p bozos um <laughs> that's also a great thing to say to somebody r.i.p bozo <laughs> it's so funny um i'm going yeah so i'm going osama uh uh, da, 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 the Yankees 2001 World Series loss to the Diamondbacks, <laughs> it, which is so weird because again, it was like 9 11 had happened, everyone was still, you know, very you're feeling patriotic, but it was like, fuck the Yankees, everyone still wanted the Yankees, they look so bad in a New York team, and and it happened in, in spectacular fashion. Um, even though, again, I mean, we got the we got the Bush, um. Uh, I, I I won't say that. Um, yeah. Again, I think that that brought America together pretty well. I think people we like that. We like that. To quote Kirk, we like that. We do like that. Thanks, Man on the Moon. We did a first. That's just some some baller shit space race. Um, there's just this thing that this big ass rock that just circles our planet and nobody had ever been to it. And we, us Americans, like we did it first, you know, the Russians, they all put some shit up in the sky and let it float. That's cool. Whatever. You can have that. We put a man on the fucking moon. Shout out Buzz Aldrin for being an all dude, by the way. Buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Don't 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 double guess him. He will sock you. He will smoke you if you double guess him. Love that. It's a good pick. He's a real one. He's a ride or die. So you guys aren't you guys are against that conspiracy, which I I mean, I'm sure Kyrie's gonna have a field day at some point on that one. Yeah, yeah. we're on the moon. We've um, been on the moon. Yeah. Buzz Aldrin has almost like superseded Neil Armstrong as the face of the man on the moon thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that's the headline, Neil Armstrong's first guy or whatever, but like Buzz Aldrin just being yeah. a dude just socking that guy in the face. It's just <laughs> such an such an all-time moment. Um I got two here. With my first pick here, I'm gonna take you guys back to um December 13th, 1989, uh, the birth of Taylor Allison Swift. Taking that. I didn't know her middle name was Allison. Yeah, pass something. Thank you to Scott Kingsley Swift and Andrea Gardner Swift, maiden name Finley, Reading Hospital in West Reading, Pennsylvania. Um, I mean, what else is there really to say? Forever has changed all of our lives, especially mine. And created the greatest, the greatest musician in the history of America. So, you can come, you can come at me on Twitter for that one, listeners clowns nobody does it like t swift 10 straight absolute banger albums never been done never been done save me with your bruce springsteen's he's had some clunkers um so i'm taking i'm taking that had to have that um then i'm taking mr gorbachev tear down this wall ronnie reagan absolutely getting out there ronnie put it in the face of the soviets end in the cold war the ron dog tear down this wall great speech Tear down this wall. Hmm. Thanks. I'm just going to take my pick anyways, because that kind of leans into the similar area. And I've already picked in this type of area, but I'm taking Christmas 1985. I'm taking Rocky taken down. Um, oh, Apollo. Sure. Take, 
No, not taking down Apollo. Oh, sorry, taking down Drago. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm typing. Ivan Drago. Just an all-time upset on Christmas. If I could change, you could change. Everybody could change. Everybody could change. What a movie. It's only an hour and 31 minutes. It's an amazing movie. I it's feel like a lot of those old movies are like... The other, By the like way, in, 90... in that movie, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, skip 45 seconds or whatever, Drago, Drago kills Apollo. Kills him! In the kills first like, 25 minutes of the movie, and you're like, yeah. holy shit. Plus you get... You get a birthday scene. I think it's um, Paulie's birthday. I think, and they, and Rocky got him a robot who brings him out a cake. And it's just, it is such a great balance of like Rocky ridiculousness and eighties ridiculousness. You get the montage. You get um, obviously Ooh, him is that uh, is that I'm on, what's the what's the the montage hearts, song? Hearts, hearts on, on fire. fire. Yeah. yeah, a boxer beating somebody with like eighteen inches of reach on him. Um, and it's just an awesome flick. I mean, it's just everything. It's got everything. It's it might be the best Rocky movie. Is Rocky a Christmas? Is that a, is it a Christmas movie? It's a great question. Start the uh, start the dialogue. It's been asked before. Damn it! I didn't see that. RDT. I am gonna go. Uh, I'm going to go the summer of 1998. We're doing the home run chase. We're doing Maguire. We're doing so we're doing balls fucking flying. You could have just it. taken the entire steroid air. Yeah, I thought about that, but, but I, more specifically, because again, just of how, how sweet that, that, that summer was. And again, I mean, breaking in on, on live games, you know, you'd be watching Orioles, Orioles, Red Sox. And you're like, all right, well, Sammy's up in the bottom of the second. So we got it. We got to go to Wrigley. We got to see this saved, save. Well, help save baseball with, with another person. And uh, yeah, it was just awesome. Again, uh, baseball flying out of the park. Just there's nothing better than, than a baseball flying out of a ballpark. I will go that. And then I'll say uh, anytime Joey Chestnut wins the hot dog eating contest. It's just that's about as American as it gets. Yeah, you don't have a specific damn American. Can I can I narrow it for you? Him beating Kobayashi for the first time was a huge moment. Yeah, and then and then anytime Kobayashi has just been in the crowd doing it because he's not sanctioned to perform anymore, which is just like such a slap in the face to him. What an absolute loser Kobayashi is at this point. Yeah, sad. Could have been one of the all time great sports rivalries, and Kobayashi just. And let it sink. He's an idiot. And it's also, I mean, it's just any anytime chestnut eats anything. It's like not just hot dogs. Like you want he'll do it like with wings. He'll do it with like he holds like every record ever for he's the greatest eater of all time. Yeah. yeah. I popped into Hooters and saw him a couple years ago downtown. I was just on my way. Oh, yes, work, yes. I remember. And I was that. just like, oh, oh, he's just eating some wings at Hooters. I'll pop in and just, you know, just see what that's about. And Going it was down. exactly as like corporate not corporate but like as like uh what's the word i'm looking for like commercially uh, yes. like yeah 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 you know whatever as you can imagine it was yeah yeah that seems about right yeah that's exactly what i would expect cash and checks man yeah lost the love of his life but you know this is what it is gotta gotta break some eggs to make an omelet that's a great point she wasn't the one anyways so no no mm. She's not with you at the Hooters wing eating contest. You don't deserve you don't deserve him at his yeah. Nathan's hot dog. Correct. 
That's correct. Did they do a 30 for 30 on him? Or they no, but they, like they should. I'm sure there's one I in the I feel like they there's did like an E60 or something. They may have done a 30 for 30 short on the hot dog eating contest. Mm-hmm. I think they I would li- I would like to see a sports science on that, on him. They have John to have Brinkett. done that. John they Brinkett. would bring that back. Yeah, where they did John bring Brinkett? it back for a little bit. They did bring yeah, it back. They for a like bit. licensed it. They made it a segment on Sports Center, and then it just mm-hmm. kind of disappeared. But I, it, like, it wasn't good when it was on Sports Center. When it, I think it was just no. on like a standalone show on like Comcast Sportsnet or not not standalone. Yeah, it was like Fox Sportsnet when that yes, was yes, thing. yes. That's what like, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. John Brankus. How many followers does John Brankus have? He's gonna be in a similar boat as like I think. The Schwab has like surprisingly few. He twenty nine thousand. He has eight hundred followers. <laughs> he said forty nine thousand, and then you said eight hundred followers. Twenty nine thousand. Eighty seven point one k. Okay. Emmy award winning hmm. host, ESPN out there. Science, Brinks TV, and Brinks.com, the ultimate fan engagement platform for NL NIL collectives, athletes, brands. So I guess hmm. he's a competitor of a, a friend of ours. I suppose, yeah. Hmm. John Brinkus, baby, did not see him getting into the NIL uh, stuff, but he took two things, right? Yes. Uh yeah, the home run chase and um and Joey. He did it to you. I Taylor's gonna kill me for not having all the correct details on this, but just the the one time that. The swimmers did the relay and fucking beat the French fuckers. There's France, oh, right? Oh, yeah. The four, yeah, four by give one. Us, give us, give us the quote. Give yeah. Us the quote. Um, I mean, you've got, you can recite basically every detail about that. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, God. The three, the four, it's, um, Phelps, Cullen Jones. Um, oh, the, uh, the third guy is, I can see his face. Oh, the end. He's done it. Mm-hmm. Um, Lezak is closing a little bit on Bernard. Amazing call by Dan Hicks and Rowdy Gaines, two of our favorites when you get to Olympics time. Um, yeah, it's a great pick. I was on my board. It was on my board. I'm just going to – Zach. Um, Phelps' hopes alive. It was an amazing moment. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, in that similar vein, I'm going to take – I'm going to take a – I'm going to take a soccer. I'm going to take Landon Donovan against Algeria. That was awesome. That was awesome. That that's probably the most relevant U.S. soccer moment of our lifetime, in terms of uh, impact on everybody. Scoring at the end, beat Algeria, moved on. We yelled so loud in my house in Ocean City that our dog Nell threw up. Just walked into the other room and <laughs> threw up all over the floor. She was so scared. Um, it was an absolute pop off. Amazing. No real heat with Algeria, but you know, take a seat. They lose. I had walked uh, away from the TV. Oh, you or, thought it was over? Wait, no, wait, no, the Clint Dempsey one. Or wait, who did you take? You took Landon Donovan, Algeria, two thousand ten. Who was the one Clint Dempsey scored when it was like a kick? It was a shot. The goalie like saved it, but there was a rebound. England was the yeah. first game. Yeah, that was the one that I I had walked away. I walked away. I saw him miss when he when he didn't score in the first shot, and I walked away. And I was like, oh, we're done. Then, oh no, that was Algeria because he hit the initial that, pass that got rebounded out. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, okay, yes, yes. I thought good. you meant his the howler against the no, goalkeeper no, 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 no. Against the follow, yeah, yeah, it's like the same play. It's the same play. It's the same play. That's the one. Yep. I'm gonna take that. Um, we're leaving a lot on the board here from American history, but bear with us. Don't judge us for this draft. 
Uh, I'm trying to think of a good American history one. Um, look, I mean, you saved the world from getting destroyed. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Bruce Willis heading up there and 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 blowing up that that uh that meteorite with the nuke. That was sick. Good for time. Yeah, Armageddon yeah. takes balls. We're not around if that doesn't happen. I think that's pretty clear. It's fair. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one and sends his sends his boy. Ben Affleck back down to live to his daughter. I mean, that's just what a selfless guy. What a hero. What, a, what an absolute hero. <laughs> absolute hero. So I'm going to take that. Yeah, can't debate that. Thanks. I'm going to take Tiger Woods winning the 2019 Masters. <laughs> this is such a ridiculous draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it, it got everybody in one place and everybody was hugging it out and like, oh my God, he actually did it. Like, it was just like a where were you type of type of morning. Because mm-hmm. it was in the morning, that was kind of crazy to think about. Because they moved all the tea times up because there was rain coming. But um, what a journey! What a journey for Tiger! And I think you could make a case for him winning ninety-seven as well. Um, that was just a huge moment in sports and in golf and um, in a lot of different subcultures and such. But uh, twenty nineteen was fucking sweet. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. I wanted something uh, tiger on my board. I wanted it. So there's a couple tiger things that could have been taken. But um God, that was awesome. That was so awesome. I was in Evanston, Illinois at a hotel. RDT. November twenty fourth, two thousand one. Thanksgiving day, two thousand one. Dallas, Texas. Yep. The halftime show. Heard around the world. You want to talk about something that to this day still brings this country together? It's Creed. It's higher. It's the guy hanging onto the bed sheets by the top of the fucking stadium, swinging all around. It's 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 arguably the greatest performance of all time, uh, athletically, musically, any any performance. It's 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 up there. It's a it's just everything about it is great. And again, you you want to you want to get people feeling good for America. It's just again, it was it was a couple weeks after 9-11, so everyone's still a little shaky. I think that started the healing process. I think it did. Thank you, Creed. And Which Scott. was after Yeah, after well, game game seven of the yes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We but... we had already we had already been like, all right, well, it's good that that the Yankees lost. We can do that. You know, we can we can be happy. And then when Scott Stapp came out there, that that kind of just sealed it. Like, yeah, we're good. We're good, guys. We're gonna be all right. What a draft! <laughs> I took the American Revolution, the birth of Taylor <laughs> Swift, tear uh, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, Landon Donovan's goal against Algeria, and the Armageddon um, meteorite destruction. Um, Banks goes with the Miracle on Ice, uh, putting a man on the moon, um, Rocky's victory over Drago on Christmas Day in Moscow. Um, J6 Lezak uh, running down, swimming down Elan Bernard in the 2008 4x100 Olympic men's relay and Tiger Woods' 2019 Masters victory. RDT takes the death of Osama bin Laden, the Yankees' 2001 World Series loss. Um, da, 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 the summer of 98 home run chase, Joey Chestnut in general, and the Creed halftime show. <laughs> 
that is one of the more eclectic drafts you'll ever find. And that is what it looks like when the boys have a busy week and throw things together, <laughs> admittedly, at the, sort of at the last minute. Um, but still had some fun there. Any honorable mentions you guys didn't feel like you got in there? Um, <laughs> I, I thought about, um, even before you said the Creed one, I thought about the Justin Timberlake, Jan Jackson halftime show. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes. That would have been a good I'm one. I'm just trying to think of moments like, where were you? You yeah. know? I, yeah, <laughs> I had um, I had um, 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 whoa, what is this, Brian? Wait, they're redoing the 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 Marshawn Lynch at Applebee's on Amazon Prime at the halftime show right now. He's no pouring his way. own soda. He's pouring his own soda right now. It's incredible. Oh my god, it's amazing. Sorry, uh, that, it's very. If you know that you know. video sh- sh- is an honorable mention. That should be Kenny yes, Mayne. Yes. The Kenny you don't know what we're yeah, talking about. Man. Kenny Main, Marshawn Lynch. Just Google that. It's such a good segment. Uh, I had um, I almost said uh, Vince Carter over Frederick Weiss. I was trying to think of one of the like the dream yeah. team or you know something like that, and but I think that's one of the more memorable things. But that was the only, that was the only other one that I that I that I had. Only other one at all, huh? I didn't have anything else. No, I was struggling. I was yeah, struggling. I, mean, I had I had all ten Taylor Swift album releases, but I I just didn't know which one to pick. Um, so those were all on there. Uh, the start of this podcast I had on there. <laughs> yes, sure. Um, yes, naturally, just didn't feel like. I don't know if it's top fifteen worthy yet. Hopefully, we get there at some point. Um, not with that attitude, it's not. Uh, and then you know there was some some obviously some important things that happened uh the end of slavery in this country giving women the right to vote um some of the you know the the you know D-Day, the, civil rights, the yeah. civil rights movement you know just a couple of just a couple of notable happenings that you know have started to push our country in the right direction obviously Dale jr much- winning daytona creation of the second amendment uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. winning, winning. Oh, Jesus. Dale, okay. January sixth. Okay. Okay. No. 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 See, this is where this is where you guys you get put in a box. Someone's gonna go on this YouTube. We might not want to put this one on YouTube. Keep this audio only. Uh, <laughs> you guys, you do not need that sequence of quotes going in anywhere. Guess you don't love uh, America as much as we it's do. A, it's uh, it's a comedy podcast. Oh, oh! You're questioning my love for America. Banks is talking about you know rights to bear right to bear arms, and I'm just talking about trying to overturn a. Should we go down? Like, should we go down the amendments? Election? Should we go? Or should no, we go? no. Let's it, do a story it, five of amendments <laughs> next week. We'll save that for next week <laughs> oh, when God. the U.S. is in the World Cup semifinal. We'll oh, save that for next week fuck. or World Cup quarterfinals. Uh all right, moving on. Nick Kinder Medley, Maryland person of the week. Uh, I'll go first. It's the World Cup. It's the U.S. in the World Cup. It's everything surrounding the World Cup for me. I love the World Cup. The World Cup is steeped in controversy in terms of um, the human rights issues in Qatar and the death of workers and how ridiculous it is that a country that is the size of Connecticut is hosting the world's biggest, eh, world's second biggest sporting event behind the Olympics probably. Um, eh, Argument for the first. Uh, But it's the trauma in the the entire tournament has been awesome. The U.S. has brought uh, joy by getting out of the group, which I feel like is always pretty much the goal, and everything else is kind of house money. Um, and we've had some great moments. Japan has given us some great moments. Morocco uh, today, Costa Rica fight in Australia. All that, some of the small countries 
fought small countries, but you know, not as good countries. Not powerhouses. Put up a fight. Belgium's clown show number two ranked team in the world's out. Germany's out. So some of the big boys have gotten eliminated, and it's been a good tournament. U.S. Uh, U.S. Argentina, if that's a quarterfinal, will be just a it just could be an enormous moment, which we were almost set up for for uh, eight years ago as well. Um, in 2014, they would have we would have played. I think we would have played Argentina in the quarters on Christmas, not Christmas, on July 4th, had we beaten Belgium in the round of 16. So could have that happen again around Christmas, quite frankly. Love the World Cup. RDT. Spotify wrapped. I love yeah. it. I love it all. I love everything about it. Like, feed it to me. I, The people, you know, you get all the people who are like, nobody cares. Nobody, who cares? I, I care. I care. You know what's funny is I is is the same people who upload their 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 lifting videos to Instagram are saying like nobody cares about what you listen to. I don't give a shit about you powerlifting, dude. But guess what? I got to deal yeah, with the it. Gate, the gatekeeping on the Spotify Wrapped from people that share everything about their lives on Instagram everything. is insane. Everything. It's like yeah, and because hey, you know what people like to do? Hey, I'm looking for new music. What are you listening to? What's a good song that you know? What's a new song that you listen to? Like, don't, don't we all ask other people? It's for a fun songs communal experience. It yeah, like I, I I love it. I I I love the stats. Like I love I love scrolling through people's and looking. Um, I'm a, I'm just a big fan. I was I was. I was not expecting that yesterday morning when I woke up and saw that it was that it was Spotify rap day. So that was quite a big uh, it was a big surprise, but I was very happy with it. I'm I'm, I'm happy Spotify rap day to you and yours. Send them over to me if uh, if if you haven't already. I want to see them all. Thanks. I am pivoting because um, I had well, my pick was scenarios. I'm addicted to scenarios. I mentioned yeah, this you really in the chat are. today, Taylor. You, you I really am are. all about scenarios. It's namely December every year is NFL playoff scenario where I start to get into the 538, like where you start to click on the wins and losses and it changes the percentages around. And New York Times is a tool that does it too. I like to check that too and just see how the percentages compare. I love scenarios. Um, the World Cup especially the third game in pool play provides unbelievable scenarios where we had a moment what with Mexico and um, who was it? Who was it yesterday? Taylor? We had a scenario with Mexico and um, um, why is the country escaping me? Poland, yes. And Poland, who they were coming down to like the eighth tiebreaker, which is uh, – until um, Saudi Arabia scored and changed the goal differential tiebreaker, they were, they were about to decide who was going to move on based on who had accumulated more yellow cards. But the the fact that all of these things are changing on in the snap of a finger, like today, um, Costa Rica was beating... Um, sure, not Germany. They were beating Germany. And at the same time, Japan was beating Spain, which left the shocking outcome of Spain and Germany being left out. And then Germany stepped on the gas and scored three goals. But the whole point being is like these games going on simultaneously and the scenarios changing on the whim of a goal. It's been addicting me just like looking up like, oh, what happens here? What happens here? If this happens, if this happens, if this happens, if this team wins, this team ties, like all this stuff, scenarios. It's just like a big appetizer for me as I delve into NFL playoff scenario. So it's just scenarios for me. 
I'm addicted yeah. to them. But yeah, ESPN's playoff machine. I think I started seeing the first graphics this week for it. So it's like, yeah, we're back. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. So now, that's a good one. Scenario, scenario season. Yep. Because you're also getting it with the um with the college football playoff kind of too, where it's like a little bit yeah, too. Yeah. Right. Well, if TCU loses and and you know if if yeah. if, if that's uh, a little more like subjective. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's more up for debate. Yeah, but it, right. this is by the way the debate lose. again. And thank God they're going to twelve teams because if yeah. I have to hear the like this whole thing about like whether you can play yourself in in the conference title games but not play yourself out, like if USC is the fourth team now, why should they get punished? Because they're being forced to play an extra game. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they should just say, we don't want to play this week. I was going to say, I wonder, get, like, yeah. they should be like, oh, shit, we have a COVID outbreak. Sorry. Is the committee then going to change it to Ohio State or Alabama next week? Like, that would be insane. Like, so if they go out and say that, say Caleb Williams blows his knee on the first play of the game and they lose That's- to Utah by 30. So I out, have, because they have I play, have, an entire like it's a it's a bit of a separate argument but you touched on it there for sure with the injury i get so this comes up with uh with bracket season with bracketology and all that i get so annoyed when arguments become well this team is really rounding into form recently mm-hmm. and they have a better chance of beating of beating teams or advancing than this other team that we're comparing them to because the other team had more of their success earlier in the season. It's you're crowning the champion or you're crowning the best team on their body of work of the entire season. I I get so annoyed by that. Like a game in September, mid September in football should weigh the same as a game in November. Yeah. Cause you always get Otherwise, the like, well, it's, why, it's like, better to lose. It's better to lose now than, than in November. And it's like, why? Why so, it's still like, a game? Why in the standings? Why is that not like a point seven five win, and then the mm-hmm. ones in November are a one point two five win? Like, yeah. a win's a win, and a loss is a loss, and they should all count the same, regardless of when it happens. And with that said, when people get injured late in the season, or you know, I, Coach K comes down with an illness or whatever <laughs> bullshit thing he comes up with, like the like the team has still created the body of work and they should be rewarded for it, regardless mm-hmm. of their outlook based on their star player getting hurt or whatever. Does it suck that if they go in the tournament, they're going to get wiped out or some other team's going to get a good break because they drew that team? Yeah, but teams should still be rewarded for accordingly. I think you're right. Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> no, I, I was, no, I, you're no, you're spot on. It's super interesting. That's why it's just good. It's not going to be four anymore because now it's going to be pretty easy. The conference title games are not going to mean as much because everybody that it's just going to be like a win in your end, like the NCAA tournament, which will make those more interesting because an upset means that a team is like qualified their way and if they weren't going to get anyway. And now like Alabama and Ohio State, you don't have to have that. They're just going to be in. Like there's going to be bid stealers though. Essentially, it won't happen as much because yeah, yeah, you'll get but UNC would upset, but UNC would be would one upset for Clemson. Clemson, like things Clemson. like that, where it's like, yep, or Utah well, against USC, and so or Utah just, against USC. It's going to be dramatic because you're going to have those at at large teams around that 11, 12, 13th yeah. ranking that are like, oh shit, like is our spot gone? Because and by the way, these court these first round games at the campus sites are going to be electric, mm-hmm. electric. Electric. It kind of stinks for the 
first four seeded teams that they're not going to get that. They have to figure out some way to share those. So I think so that everyone was saying today, well, the head of the, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, the head of the college football playoff essentially said like, it's not locked in stone that the quarterfinals are going to be bowl game neutral sites. Like this could change. Like nothing is locked in. The issue, this, I mean, this is the end of, this is going to be very interesting how this goes with the bowl system because now it's it's still there's still all the New Year's six and now they're just all more valued, but like, you know, the twelfth team not being able to play in every bowl. I mean, I, I don't know. It's very interesting. It's just gonna once they once they see the ratings, once they see the ratings for the playoff games too. I mean, it's gonna be twelve teams for a little bit. It'll end up being like sixteen or twenty four or something ridiculous. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, scenarios have been fun. The World Cup is awesome. It is. It's been enjoyable, more enjoyable than I expected. Three good ones right there. Um, I was got an honorable mention Spotify rap, so I'm glad that you. I'm glad I, you got it, and I. Love I was it. gonna pivot, and I decided not to pivot. But my honorable mention is Ov for breaking the all time road goals road record. Yeah, yeah. suck it, Wayne. We're, we're getting close. Big big round number coming up. Uh, I'm gonna take just as a quick honorable mention Maryland basketball. Um, hopefully an electric atmosphere tomorrow night at the Xfinity Center. As Illinois comes to town, top 25 matchup. This has been a very fun. I mean, the Terps. I'm, by the way, I don't know how much you guys watch the Louisville game. Prayers for Louisville. They are tragic um, to watch. Tough. It's kind of stunning that a program that could care that much about basketball could be could look like that. Their team just doesn't fit together pieces-wise. But the Terps are hot. The Terps are beating everybody by a lot. And hopefully can get an early signature win on the Kevin O'Willard era tomorrow. I will be in the building. They should schedule a loser leaves town game with Georgetown. Like loser folds. Wow. Who Louisville? Yeah. Common thread there. Two legendary players as the head coaches, Patrick Green and Kenny Payne. Pink pink slip game. Yep. Today we we called Croatia Belgium a who's washed game today in the World Cup. Belgium washed. Croatia. Confirmed washed, washed, even though they tied. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why the World Cup is the winner of the Croatia the understood the assignment. They did. They absolutely did. Lukaku, or whatever Kras. his name is. One of the not. best uniforms in sports, the Croatia uh, checkerboard. One of the best uniforms in sports. Uh, dead or alive? Oh, fuck. Give me a minute. Um, figure that was going to sneak going. You know, I keep thinking just about just because... texting you a couple seconds before I throw it to that because I know you're going to have to look it back up. I'm going completely off the hip here. Because it takes too long for me to pull it up on my computer. Um, fuck, I I don't have Richard Simmons highlighted like I should have. Um, little Richard. Dead. I also think he's dead. He died. I think he's been he's been dead for I I, th- I want to say at least fifteen years. He died um in May twenty twenty. Never mind. Yeah, he's not been dead for fifteen years. Put a little respect on Little Richard's name. I thought he'd been. I thought he. Little Rich. Little Rich was still going. Eighty seven years old. It's a good run for Little Richard. That's a great run for Little Richard. Two fruity's a banger. Never it became banger. Big Richard, but he went out little. Did little you think little Richard started the little trend 
in hip hop? It's a good question. Like, where do you think that comes from? He's got all the letters, letters there. Who was the would, one who made the, you know, shortened Lil, it? Lil Wayne. I don't know that that's true. Lil Is Wayne and true? the Hot Boys? Could be. Like 98, 99? This is going to be a hell of a Google. Who invented Lil? Lil I just looked it up. <laughs> Lil Rodney C, a member of Funky 4 Plus 1. Well, of course. Um, Everyone knows that. First I rapper see Lil, of Lil in his name. Lil Troy. Oh. 1988. A, a Lil ranking of Lil rappers worst to best. <laughs> <laughs> a brief history of rappers using the name Lil. My first Lil Xbox Dickie, name. Lil Pump, Lil Tekka. Lil- Lil B is one of the first hits. Wow. My first yeah. Xbox name was Louisiana 22. Jesus. What a name. <laughs> Imagine getting online to play that guy. Yeah. Wow. And then me on the other end. Shout out to Lil Kim for being maybe the first to delve into oh. it on the feminine side. Yeah. Lil Kim. Yeah. Lil Wayne, Lil Kim, Lil Baby, Lil Uzi Vert, and Lil, Lil, Lil Dicky. We got to talk. You got to You got to Bow Wow. Lil Yachty. Lil Romeo, Lil Peep. Little dark. Lil was hot I, for it. Was, it was hot for a minute. I've got, I've got one on my dead or alive list, actually. Really? You want to give us a double feature? Hey, you want to go double? Yeah. This is one that's not something I don't think you'll ever know. It's just like I was going through the list and I saw a name and I was like, wow, that's something. Um, Lil Loaded. Who? No clue who that is. Lil Loaded. Dead. Feels like it's got to be dead. I going to say yeah. dead because you said you looked at a list. Yeah, so, no. age twenty live people. <laughs> in quotations, six L O C C space six A six Y quotation. So he's just replacing B's with sixes. So oh. block baby. Nice. That's interesting. Yeah, we're we're really exposing ourselves as <laughs> quite white right now. In terms of what, not knowing who Lil Loaded is? Yeah. <laughs> no, just the way I just read that off and oh, explained. Yeah. I think I know everyone on this little list, though, of the top 15 Lils. Yeah, it's top um, 15, sure. Yeah. I don't Hold think on. RDT knows this whole list. Kanye I don't know is if he... tweeting. Oh, no. We don't need to get it. Oh, Kanye? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I was going to wait till after. Yeah, he's tweeting up a storm right now. Remove any all forms of pornography from Twitter and every platform. Pornography is the product of pedophilia. When grown men look at porn, they're watching someone's daughter relive trauma for money. Really hope he. Uh... That's, Remember when that's he a, talked about how he fell in love with Kim because he saw her video? <laughs> it's a better soapbox than. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, you need to. You need to. You need to. You need I'm to. Getting really... caught up here. I'm getting caught up. Not here. get caught up here. Yeah, come on, Elon. Do your do your thing, buddy. Love is the answer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Oh, God loves Balenciaga. That's one I saw where I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. What are we doing here? Anyways. Did you sell all your Balenciaga, Taylor? I know you had a... I've never been a Balenciaga guy. <laughs> um, To be Same. honest with you. Uh, I As you guys know, I'm a big high-end guy, but I, I, I can't say Balenciaga's ever been... Um, more of like a Prada, Dior, Gucci, you know, those type of things. <laughs> so, yeah, I've just never, I've never delved into Balenci- Louis Vuitton, but I, I just, yeah, I can't, I can't do Balenciaga, especially with Kanye. Their support of Kanye, it's, it's disgusting. It's why I don't, it's why, it's why I will never let Marilyn be in Adidas school. I mean, come on. Um, 
good point. Big of you. Yeah. And kind of shy as I look at the trendspotter.com's talk list of um, high-end brands, Balenciaga being number three, I think they've totally devalued themselves. Sorry to the people of mm. Balenciaga. What can you say? Sorry if it offends. Yeah. Um, St. Laurent. Uh, I think that's it for the show. I think reading off Kanye tweets is probably where it's time to call quits. <laughs> Thanks to all of our sponsors. Um, Bed Thrill, Thread Level Midnight. Um, Jimmy Seafood, as we said, two friends at the uh, the tailgate this weekend. Me and Banks, I believe, are making an appearance at this at this event. So, yeah, um, going to see two friends. We'll so, see what kind uh, of shape we're in after Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, that is a great point. RDT, you will unfortunately not be there. You have a prior engagement, but we're trying to get you to come Saturday, depending on what your state of mind is. I think you're. I I think the chances you come are Saturday are low. The yeah, USA jacket is coming out of retirement. Ooh, yeah, I need to. I realize I don't have a lot of like USA outerwear, which I'm very concerned about. I may go try to find something tomorrow. Mm, I don't even know if you know about my starter jacket. No, I do. I've seen it. Mm. I've seen it. It's time. I've seen it. Yeah, that's the right time to bring it out. It's time. That's the Atlanta 96 one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that jacket. It's Handball jacket. team. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, can't use your hands on Saturday <laughs> unless you're Matt Turner. Yeah, well, that's curls, my you man. Follow, you can follow us on <laughs> you can follow us on social media at Barstool Banks at E D I T T I twenty two. Me at Tellers my ten. Follow the podcast at XV two podcast. Make sure to go and rate and review the show. Uh, appreciate all the listeners. Um, we'll be back for the instant analysis uh, post Ravens Broncos. Who knows what state we'll be in for that instant analysis? Lord in heaven. Um, that should be interesting. So we'll, we'll get around to that when we get around to that on Sunday. Uh, and we'll see you next time with the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.